This morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Good morning, everyone. 6.36 this Monday morning. And we're talking about friends. And I am so lucky to be surrounded by a lot of my friends. I and mean, you're a longtime friend, Daryl. And Morley's a new friend. And Sarah is a new friend. So I'm really grateful uh, for everyone in my life. But making friends outside of work, difficult. And even, even bringing work friends out, right? And, and yeah. saying, hey, you want to grab a coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to do that. But it's it never happens. <laughs> and especially Maybe if, you that's get just older, me. if you should get older, is it is it even more difficult to to make friends, uh, to find new people to hang out with? Look, there there, there could be an epidemic of loneliness for some people, where they're just in a situation. The pandemic, I don't mm-hmm. think, helped in a lot of oh, ways for, oh, yeah. for a ton no. of people, obviously. And. It, what do you do? So where, do you, where are you finding friends? You hear the same thing, and we're not talking about a romantic relationship, but the same kind of thing applies. Is Where do you meet somebody if you're not going out and trying to meet somebody? How do you find friends? How do you strike up something so that you're not lonely, so you have somebody to be with? Exactly. And, and to and give back to. It's not all about need. It's also about, it goes two ways. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's negative health impacts for, for people. And uh, we did talk about a loneliness epidemic on this station. Actually, Shay Ganim did on Friday. He spoke to Jessica Ayers. She is uh, assistant professor of psychological science at Boise State University and she pretty much lays out why we need friends. And so we see that people that have higher quality friendships, they also report having higher well-being, so they just feel better in general. And they also feel like they're more self-actualized, which is just a fancy science way of saying they feel like they're actually living up to their potential. And so there's a lot of really good mental health benefits for having high-quality friendships. So it's good, but how do you get them? It's science. (laughs) It's (laughs) <laughs> Always about the science. Well, this is cool because Jeremy Shirley is uh, is uh, getting his master's in communications and technology at the uh, the University of Alberta, and actually wrote an article about making friends, finding friends. How do you do it? Why do you do it? Do you need to do it? Uh, Jeremy's joining us this morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I know that uh, your article was really you know directed to U of A students, so. We're going to expand that, obviously, because not all of us are students anymore. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about the U of A students. Uh, what are some tips on on how they can make friends? They're going to a new school, new experiences. They're old high school friends. They're maybe in another town or or, or didn't follow them to university. Um, where would you suggest they start? Yeah, I think you're hitting the nail right on the head with the transition in life, and it's just really getting involved in campus life and the social life and putting yourself out there, you know, going to clubs, getting involved with volunteering, or maybe joining an intramural sports team and then just saying hey to new people, right? Mm-hmm. I'm curious to what sparked you to look into this. And I want to dive into some more some more suggestions and, and hints and tips, but uh, before we even go too much farther, you're, you're in communications. I would have thought maybe this is somebody who's in sociology. What sparked you to want to go down this road and write up an article and look into this? Yeah, so I'm part of a campus blogging team, and I think just talking to folks around, you know, there's some people really outgoing, they have a lot of friends, and then others are sort of struggling with those social connections. And like the researcher said before, they're such an important part of life that I really just wanted to get the word out and sort of 
hopefully help some people who might be feeling a little lonely or a little shy on campus. I know you're sort of on almost on your way out of university. Can you give us an example of, of a friend that you made and and how you did it? Yeah, I mean, I remember one day, it was really funny, I walked into a history course and there was a friend and I were wearing the exact same blue and white striped sweater and we just started chatting and then next thing you know, we had booked a space at the library to study for a midterm together. And after that, you know, you had a lunch and it just went like that. It started small saying, oh, hey, look at that nice sweater you're wearing. And then it just ramped up from there. It's starting small and working our way up. Uh, you know how so often when you're talking about inter- interpersonal relationships that people will make judgments, etc. So I already know that there are some people going, oh my God, now we got to teach people how to make friends. When did we forget to learn how to be human beings? <laughs> For some people, it is easy. For some others, it is not easy. And there is a desire to get a little bit of help and some suggestions going through. Uh, did you find that as you were looking into this or thinking about this or talking with some of your friends about what you wanted to write about? Yeah, I think a big part of it is that it's natural for some people, but it does take work for others. And it's sort of like you want to get bigger muscles. You go to the gym and you use your muscles. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. Socialization for some people is you've got to use those skills and got to work at it. It just doesn't happen instantly. So what does that look like? Um, You know, it's saying hello to someone, uh, asking how their day is going, having that little conversation. Maybe finding those common points of interest, you know, I think maybe out of the campus environment, it could be you're at a community league AGM and you just say hi to a neighbor and ask about what's going on on their street. It's just starting small and working up on those common points of interest. Well, and I'm not saying you have to have a thick skin, but you have to be realistic because sometimes things don't work out. Somebody doesn't want to be your friend. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's just some things it works and sometimes it doesn't. So yeah, I guess you have to learn to figure out or prepare yourself to accept that that can happen. Yeah, that's a big part of it. And also, you don't know what else is going on in someone else's life or what's in their head at that moment, right? Everyone's got different challenges and different situations, and they might just really be really busy and not have any time to really welcome anyone new into their life. But that doesn't mean it's a judgment on you as a person. It might not be your fault at all. So how many invitations do you extend before (laughs) you give up? (laughs) I think that's a great question, and maybe after a couple and it's just not working, you might have to rejig it, rethink what you're doing, but just keep trying. You know, sometimes you've got to just, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. And I think think it's also about follow-up, too. It's like, yeah, let's go for drinks sometime. Yeah, that'd be great. And then it never happens. happens. I think it's about maybe offering them possible dates and times. Yeah, it's really working at it, and everyone is busy, and stuff often doesn't happen, and often it won't happen unless someone steps up in the relationship, and that might be if one or two invitations has been rejected, maybe that person doesn't want to be your friend, or maybe you just keep trying and rescheduling because they genuinely are just very, very busy. So there's a lot of options there. Yeah, uh, it's it's. I, I I try to put myself in other people's shoes who who don't get an opportunity to see people as often. Uh, there's 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 memes going. I'm looking for the uh, the romantic love of my life, and I'm sure I'm going to find them in my living room, which I never leave. <laughs> so along that same idea, if you're not trying, you're never going to find somebody to to hang out with. And and it's it's not it's not necessarily a lifetime. It's just it's just about give it a shot and see how it turns out. It's hard to wrap your head around that though if you're scared. Yeah, it can be awfully intimidating, especially if we don't have big social circles. But 
the important thing to remember is a lot of us are in this boat. I mean, it can be that change in life coming to a new university. Your friends could have gone to a different one. You could have moved to a new city for a new job. Same thing, right? And there's a lot of people on that boat. It's not a judgment on ourselves. It just means we've got to start working at this and it will get better. Thanks for joining us today, Jeremy. Thanks. I was was able to provide something good for your listeners. Well, it's good food for thought. I mean, it's a good thing to chat about. And so, yeah, thanks thanks for helping to launch that. Appreciate it. Jeremy Shirley is uh, uh, getting his master's in communications and technology at the U of A. Yeah, finding friends when you get a little bit older, it is hard because people do have their established friend group, especially yeah. women, right? So they have the people they always hang out with and, and you, you feel like you're not part of of their clique and, and will you ever, will you ever? Hey, thanks a lot. No, I got enough friends. Off you go. Well, nobody ever says that. They're just like, oh, I'm super busy, super busy. Isn't that the fear? Isn't that the fear? It's Social rejection is a, is a debilitating fear for an awful lot of people. It is hey, a you want to be my friend? No, not really. Oh, God. <laughs> it maybe wouldn't be as blunt as that, but it would certainly feel like that. Well, yeah, and there's lots of people where I'm like, let's go for coffee. What about this? And I, you know what? And I've done it to them, too. Let's get lunch. Oh, I can't make lunch. And then it just, there's no follow-up, and there's just no, oh, let's reschedule. So it's, it's, I think it's about follow-up. I think yeah. it's about being consistent. Intention. And, and yeah. actually responding to text messages and emails within a timely manner. And I... Come at me, because I, I, <laughs> I am not good at that. Uh, speaking of text messages, we have a few on this topic, so let's share some of those coming up. Some interesting points being made uh, back in a moment. Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat. It is 6.49 this Monday morning and a drive to the conditions because in many parts of the province, especially central Alberta, it is pea soup, and you cannot see the vehicles in front of you, and they can't see you unless you have your lights on, of course. Um, so make sure that your daytime running lights includes your backlights, as Morley discovered a little bit mm-hmm. uh, earlier this month. Don't assume that they come on with your automatic lights. If you're not sure, double some, check. Some vehicles, they don't. <laughs> You, you start your vehicle, you get out, you do a walk around, you do a safety walk around your vehicle. <laughs> you ensure that all lights are appropriately working. Or ask your friend to do that. Yeah. Or get, yeah. Right? So I, we are talking. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Last week when I uh, checked, yeah. I'm driving home and I almost phoned my wife to come out to the garage <laughs> to check for me. Wow. I said, no, I'll do it myself. I'll get off my chair. Wow. <laughs> Good on you. What a brave soul I am. <laughs> no. All right. Yeah, or like you said, get a friend to do it. <laughs> yeah. And we are talking friends. I moved around a lot as a kid and I know Morley uh, mm-hmm. was telling me about his uh, succession of moves and you had to adapt. You had to make new friends. It's not like I grew up with a, a core friend group uh, my entire life because I didn't leave the house with you know, that I grew up with and was born in. Um, nope. I, I moved around a lot. And it mm-hmm. makes you adaptable, but it also 
makes you not form strong attachments because you just never know when you're going to leave. I don't know if you had that same experience. I, no, absolutely. The one thing I think when I look back that I miss in my life is that friend I've had forever. Mm-hmm. I've I've kind of got one that I met when I lived in Toronto when I was like in grade seven or eight mm-hmm. or whatever. But he lived. He and his family live in North Carolina now, right? So we don't see each other very often. So I don't have. I've, I've got friends I've had for a long time, but I haven't. I don't got that group of friends that I grew up with and went to school with, and you know. W- you know, like a lifetime bond. Yeah, I don't yeah. have that. I don't I still, have that. I still have a couple that you can go and talk about the ridiculous crap we did in junior and senior high school. That you can go back to that. There are some people who have kids. You know, they've, they've had friends they've known since they were in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, that's, that's an amazing bond to be able to have. If you don't have it, you're not going to find that. It's just it, you just have to find something different. You have to break through that, which is intimidating, right? And especially if you know someone and you want to become their friend, and they talk about, you know, oh, we talked about this and uh, my high school buddy, and it's like, mm, okay, well, what do you, what would you see in me? I guess I'm I'm really ta- workshopping my feelings today. <laughs> <laughs> I got to the point. Although I have I have a great group of friends, and some of some of the closest friends I have are people that I've met in in the last less than 10 years. I think I got to the point where we like we moved my parents moved for my dad's job probably every 3 years on average, mm-hmm. right? We played yep, 4 years some places, 2 years. I think it got to the point where I didn't almost want to make friends because I knew I was moving in 3 years anyway, right? Yep. I feel the same way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Therapy on the 630 <laughs> Chat. I'm Dr. Fraser <laughs> Crane. You need Great to get the I'm here. listening right now. And <laughs> yes, Stacy I'm listening. I think it's about follow-up and being persistent. And I know that um, the friends that I have made are the ones that were persistent with me saying, Stacy, let's go for a walk. You want to go for a walk? Yeah, let's go for a walk. I'm like, yes, I do want to go for a walk. And it's about saying yes and making space and taking that chance. Change that walk thing and we'll go hang out. <laughs> We've walked before. <laughs> we you, have just, you just hey, brought scotch. Hey, Daryl, you, <laughs> so, you, you want to go for a, you you go for a sit? You were. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's, she does make a point. I go for scotch walks. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same <laughs> go thing. For, go for a sit somewhere. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's find a chair a and go for a sit. Let's pull up a stool and have a chat. You bet. Yeah. Okay, 